Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fireside Chat Show with Arnav Jain. I'm your host Arnav, and today we're going to interview Miss Radhika. She lives in Mumbai, and her journey is very interesting. She has worked with special needs children and other clinical populations, offering her service as a psychologist and an art-based therapist. Welcome to the show, Miss. Video. So, Miss, if you remember, when I joined Gateway at the starting, I worked with you during the annual showcase, and it was an American. Uh, it was an amazing experience. So, how was your experience uh, like uh, during annual days? Uh, so much fun and just so much hard work. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun just being with all the kids, sort of being in a not classroom environment, um, watching everybody be in their element. Um, it's just, it's yeah, it's amazing to watch all of that. But it's also like a lot of work. I remember work. staying back many nights and um, watching the kids also kind of push themselves to their absolute limits. And the final product, obviously, is just amazing. So it's always worth it. Yeah. So miss, let's get let's start with the first round, the fireside chat show. So miss, just like everyone, like majority of the teachers in Gateway, what inspired you to become a teacher? Really bad school experiences. So I, I really did not like my school. Uh, I'm not going to name the school. I think it had a lot of its issues uh, and just had way too many kids. We had like 100 students in each class. We had almost like nine, 10 divisions in each standard. Um, teachers were overworked and underpaid. And obviously, like for a lot of a lot of reasons, it was just not a pleasant schooling experience. And I very much was not like I, I hated school growing up. And as I grew up, I started to realize, oh, you know, like the teachers aren't bad. The management isn't bad. Like people are good people. It's just that the system is really miserably failing the students. Yeah. And uh, and so I just I felt like I had to go back. And the only way to change it was to change it from within. So I just I knew that I had at some point. I didn't know when, how, where, which aspect of the education system. But I knew that I was very driven to go back into the education system and change it from within. Oh, so how did you get into special education? Um, so actually it's internships. And so I should be very happy. My master's program, people who designed the program should be really happy because the program did exactly what it was supposed to. I interned at a hospital first and I realized I, did, I didn't think I wanted to work in a hospital because I did clinical psychology and clinical is usually working with populations that have um, very severe mental and psychological disorders. And I realized I wanted to work with a younger age group. So I did an internship where I worked with in the residential setup. So all the patients were in the setup, they lived there. And I really, really enjoyed working with the kids there. And my uh, mentor there sort of suggested, hey, it seems like you have a knack for this. You know, do you want to pursue this a bit more? And he kind of put the idea in my head that maybe I should look at specific populations and start zooming in where my interests are. And then he got me in touch with another center that is explicitly worked with children um, and special needs kids. 
of course the kids were much much higher needs than what we're used to at our school and yeah. i loved it and i think that in the next bit that kind of got solidified for me was that not only did i want to work with kids i also wanted to work with kids in groups so i wasn't as interested in one on one therapy as i was interested in working with kids in groups because there's just so much more scope for learning and for things to happen and so it was literally like a series of internships throughout my two years in masters that just sort of oh one more piece of the puzzle is in place one more piece and i just kind of got more and more clarity and by the time i finished my masters i was like yep i want to work with children i want to work with groups and then special education specifically was also because i worked as a school counselor thinking yeah. it would give me what i wanted um but as a school counselor you only really see the kids for like half an hour a week or one hour a week and the rest of the time there's all sorts of other places where they need support and i felt like i couldn't really give that support and part of me felt like oh you know if i could just be in the classroom with them where they needed the support i'd be able to transform it so i just felt like you know you have various ways in which you can help and you can do it from that school counseling position where you get to then also work with a lot more and help a lot more people i just started to feel very helpless because i couldn't see the full journey and so i felt like i wanted to get into the classroom and work and see the full journey and then gateway happened and so gateway working with gateway school of mumbai happened and um the opportunity sort of presented itself and it just it fit and that's how i found myself inside the classroom in special education nice miss we have finished one full year of virtual schooling so what uh, accomplishment fills you with pride so far this year that we finished one full year of virtual schooling and did not crash like i think the fact that we sort of survived the year is um a big accomplishment and i think we figured it out like we genuinely figured it out we a lot of us worked all summer we didn't have a summer vacation at yeah. all and we'd been working and researching and fitting the pieces together and like you know trying pilot tests with various tools and stuff like that and just it was so much hard work that went into it and then we did a lot that also went into training the rest of our team right because we needed our teachers to be equipped with using stuff and then tons of support throughout the year but it just like to watch it all have been successful to the point where we've now been like talking to other schools like we've been going out and training other teachers because genuinely we figured out something that worked and then also i think just the amount of collaboration that has happened with parents i mean i think gateway's been good at that even otherwise but it's just it took it to another level this year i feel like parents truly see us as partners because they now are in our classrooms and they see what we do we really really see them as partners because we we needed their help so much and they've helped us so much this year especially with younger kids um and i teach a lot of the younger kids so yeah that those two big things we survived virtual school and that we our relationship with the parents of our students is just in just incredible like it's it's been a beautiful journey yeah this virtual year has been tough but uh, we have we have managed to achieve a lot of things yeah like personally i remember uh we guys uh, like students did not get a lot of summer breaks because the board exams pushed so there was a lot yeah. of uncertainty are the exams going to happen will they not happen and then we begin with a new term 
and then so there's a lot of confusion and then they ended up being cancelled i feel like even just working through that uncertainty right like uncertainty can be so distressing and difficult to deal with and i feel not just for teachers but students especially like not even knowing if they're going to have an exam but still studying for it like it was it was such madness throughout the year but we've all survived it and it's just yeah. and i think we survived it strong coming out stronger on the other end so in and of itself survival has been the accomplishment <laughs> Miss, now you have told us about accomplishment. So this is a little bit deep into teaching. What, according to you, is the best thing and the worst thing about being a teacher? So it's just a mean question to ask because I don't want to answer the second part. But um, the best thing is, I think, and I, I think everybody will say this uh, at some point, especially in the special education. i think it's that it's that spark it's when that learning happens that aha moment when something finally fits because all said and done like you never really have all the answers you have tools and techniques and strategies in your belt but when it comes to actually getting that understanding across you're still doing a ton of trial and error and so when yeah. it clicks and when like a kid gets it it's just such a thrilling moment so i feel like that to me is the best thing that's what keeps me going like the day my kids get it and i'm yes figured one thing out now on to the next thing so that is definitely the best um the worst that there there are enough things that are hard i think i think the worst is that we like i think this is probably true for all education we move on we have to keep leaving each other behind yeah so like i know right now i'm leaving school but even otherwise i've had kids move on this entire year i had my the batch that i've taught since the year that i joined school going to high school and i almost didn't see them at all and you get so attached to your kids you get attached to that homeroom you get attached to your even your co-teachers and stuff and suddenly you part and you just you don't see them as much anymore and the reality yeah. is that work is so draining like it does take so much from you that after you're done with work it's really hard to make time for other relationships and just you know your friends and colleagues and to just hang out and make you to really actively make time for that and even if you have time for it you're usually very tired <laughs> so i think figuring out how to balance it and like have a life outside because it can really kind of take Ah, oh, nice to know, Miss. Like, uh, teaching drains people out because, like, yeah, uh, you have to do pre-planning, and then you have to eventually work, uh, with the students, and then later on, after a year or so, you part with them. So it's yeah. Like I remember when I first joined Gateway, I became really attached with majority of the teachers, and then, uh. then we came to the next year and then everything changed and then the year later everything again changed yeah so, i mean it's lovely i love all the batches that i worked with but it's just it's also hard you know like you get attached and then you have to sort of let go cuz it's such an intensive relationship to yeah. be a teacher and student relationship that you kind of feel sad every time you have to part ways So, Miss, if you could grow up in any decade, like this can be any decade, 
which decade would you choose and why? I grew up in the 90s, which I think in, like I, in my very, very biased opinion, is the best decade to grow up in. But I think if I could change that, I might want to grow up in the 80s because a lot of the music, TV shows, movies that I was familiar with reference the 80s as the greatest era of TV and music and movies. And a lot of like the stuff that I love watching now also was actually conceptualized, written or whatever in the 80s. So I think maybe there, because I'm, I'm a huge TV music movies buff. And so maybe the 80s was the era that, and both in like Hindi film uh, industry as well as like in Hollywood and like Western culture and everything. I feel like the TV and the movies and the music from everywhere was just really amazing at that time. So it might be nice to grow up there. Miss, you're not the only one who has chose 90. Majority people in this podcast have chosen 90s. So I chose the 80s because 90s I already got to experience. So I'm going to say the 80s is when I want to experience, the one I want to experience. Oh, uh, okay. 90s I'm happy with. I got it. I, I experienced the whole thing already. I'm okay not going back and experiencing. I'm really, really happy with it. So you're a, you want to go in 80s? Yeah, I want to go back a little bit further and see when it all began. But then you didn't have a lot of, like, if you look at 90s to 80s, there were technological advancements. A lot I of I mean, for sure, like, uh, for me, like, the highlight of the decade is the, the entertainment. It's the, it's the culture, it's the music, the movies and the TV shows, really. So... Of course, like I get it. Like you won't have the tech that you would have had because yeah, with 90s, we had the advent of the computer, the internet and the world changed. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but the music, the movies, the TV shows, like Star Trek was in the 80s, the Beatles were in the 80s, like a lot of, all of the, that happened in the 80s. So I think I want to go and see all of that. Queen, the band was in the 80s. Like all of these guys got big then. So, so you you want to go to 80s? Yeah. So, Miss, if you could pass any wisdom to your students, what would you like to share with them? So this is really really hard because I think nobody really feels like they're at a point when they can pass wisdom. Like in my head, I still think I'm 18. So I forget sometimes that I play the role of a teacher and that maybe I should have something to share. But um, I think the biggest one is just think for yourself. Just your brain can figure things out, um, especially with everything happening around the world, with the amount of information overload on social media and generally, like there's so many opinions across the board. And I know I've struggled with it massively. Like I read one thing and I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like you turn into an activist in that regard. And then you'll read like the opposite. And I'm like, oh, that, that, that makes sense too. So maybe that, like, you know, just, I, I feel like I have also just oscillated between opinions that other people present to me. And I think yeah. the biggest thing that I've learned is like stop, process everything, and then figure out my own answers myself. So just sort of think for yourself. Like your brain knows stuff, your brain will figure it out, but give it time, trust your own instincts, and really, really spend time thinking, learning, 
rather than sort of turning activist and opining and you know going forth in the so before you do all of that do that obviously but like first figure stuff out yourself what was your first job and did you like it my first job was as a psychologist so i completed my masters in clinical psychology and then i joined uh, this group that basically had a center where we did assessments we um, had counseling we had special education and then we also many of us worked with schools so all of the psychologists basically worked like few days a week in various schools across the entire city as school counselors um and i think i had mixed feelings about the job like there were definitely things i loved like it was i thought i came out of my masters having done like learned so much that i felt like i knew everything and then i entered the workforce and i was like i know nothing like there's so much more there's loads of learning yeah. uh, i loved traveling to schools i got to like work with a lot of different schools i um by the end of my job i was also like i was working with like 17 different schools across the city so i saw lots of different kinds of setups um lots of different people's perspectives so i worked with like management with teachers in classrooms with parents with kids and so lots of lots of learning um did not love that feeling of helplessness that feeling of like i have the child only for half an hour and then they go off and i didn't like i felt like i couldn't actually see all of the things i needed to do in order to help a child and so you kind of start to feel very helpless and i think gateway sort of happened at the right time because when i joined gateway they gave me exactly the pieces i was missing and i couldn't figure out on my own um but yeah so mixed mixed feelings like lots and lots of positive but obviously like there's always something that drives you to the next step right so yeah. there's always there has to be that piece present so miss uh your teaching is right now so do you find any learning differences from the way you learned and the way we are learning <laughs> it's a totally different ball game like it's it doesn't look at all the same like also you have to keep in mind i'm coming from having almost hated the education i received oh, like i was yeah. very unhappy with the education i received um i think the engagement the relationships you guys have the way that even information is broken down i mean i'm not even getting into the tech because the tech is its own entire other like beast right like the amount of technology you guys have in a classroom versus we literally like my entire schooling was only chalkboard and chalk like that's it there was nothing else there were no visuals there was absolute there wasn't even like ohp overhead projector kind of thing like having a projector was a once in a year kind of thing you know so um yeah like i feel like that's not, that's one piece of it but i also think like the relationship the engagement all of that is completely transformed and granted i mean i'm sure there were people my age who had fantastic like education i'm not saying everybody experienced what i did but i know there are lots of pieces that were very common like just even in terms of the curriculum you guys are studying oh my god like what you're learning how you learn it the analysis the depth of understanding that's there versus a lot of people my age were just learning by rote and if anything like 
kids would come into the classroom with like a natural curiosity and then have that curiosity like stuffed out of them. <laughs> it became so much about memorization, rote learning. It wasn't about the content of your answers. It was about how long your answer was um, and how many marks you could be getting. Like it was ridiculous. Like I remember in my 12th standard, I wrote a word in my essay and my teacher didn't know what that word meant. So she cut marks. Oh. And then I took out a dictionary and I was like, look, that's a real word. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like it's stuff like this that makes you kind of wonder. Yep, there are lots of broken pieces to the system. I'm not saying it's all fixed now. It's, there's still lots of things to fix. And I'm not saying it was all bad then. There were still things that were good. But I think um, it just, it looks so different in my mind. Yeah, like now everything is being structured. It's, yeah, I think we've also figured out the purpose of education a little bit better now. Earlier, it was just a lot of information sharing, but now information is available at your fingertips on Google. So there's no point in just giving information. So you have to now like teach how to think, how to be critical, how to analyze something, how to make your own decisions, how to persuade. Like it's a whole different set of skills, which is so much more useful when you go into the real world, like collaboration. Um, so yeah, I think the goals have also changed quite a bit. Yeah, the worst thing what is happening now is so you have teachers usually give the same projects if you realize in not it does not happen in gateway usually but in usual other schools what everyone has observed is they get the same projects so a senior mostly a really nice senior does it and then they get passed on and on and on. And then of course you have Google as well. So right now, like project part has become a lot easier for students, I believe, because the projects are the same. And then it just get passed on and you just have to give the same things. Like a few months back, uh, there was there, there were some teachers in I don't want to take the name of the school. So over there, the the same the teacher gave the same paper for like five, six years and nothing has changed. But then mm -hmm. seventh year, uh, the teacher realized that, oh my God, he has been given the same paper. So they flipped the paper and almost the whole class failed. <laughs> so. Yeah, that literally tells you something about how everybody's learning and how it's so much, like, so maybe all the problems aren't fixed. I think also working in the system now gives me a lot of empathy. Because I realized that it's obviously not like the teachers are competent, like teachers know stuff. It's not, they, they haven't gotten to that position because they don't know what they're doing, which is sometimes the impression like they're working incredibly hard. I also think a lot of the time the, the, the work is just 20 times harder than any human being can possibly manage, you know, like there's only so many changes you can make to a curriculum if you also have to plan for six classes a day and you know you're teaching so many students you're doing assessments the number of students in your class is so high the time you have available like every teacher i know goes home and continues to work um you know is working through summer holidays so like i feel like it's also given me a lot of empathy to realize that it's not one thing it's not one person to blame it's not um, and you can't just sort of stand outside, like, like I did when I was a kid, right? I just stood outside the system and I was like, this system is horrible. I want to change it. And then when I entered it, I was like, okay, it's, there's lots of little pieces. It's not as easy yeah. as just, oh, this is bad. Let's make it good. There's lots of nuances and things that make it difficult that 
will not change overnight and so i think um yeah it's also kind of important to see it with that lens um because it's so easy to just turn around and say oh my god that teacher was just so horrible like yeah and now looking and i've said it because i know i said it about a lot of my teachers now looking back i'm like you were probably exhausted you were probably tired you probably wanted to do something different but your management had said that you have to teach this you probably yeah. i wanted to try it but then you had the response not coming in from like 60 out of 80 students so you couldn't do anything different you know so you didn't have the resources you just had a chalk and a blackboard so i feel like there's so many other pieces that it's 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 good to sort of try to not assign blame and then try and see okay what what's yeah. the solution now Also, it's it's hard on teachers. So, if you have a class of let's say forty students, you might not even engage all those forty students because each and every child has a different attention span. So, for example, uh, let's say at least twenty five people will be focusing on what the teacher is doing, and other people like might not be able to just they might not just have the attention span. Yeah, then you and not just, just attention span, right? Like everything about us is different. your yeah. interest will be different your attention span is different what skills you are already really good at and what you are still learning are different like i mean you have 40 totally different unique human beings in that classroom to try and engage all 40 of them with the same exact thing is a challenge in an office it's so hard to do so yeah. yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely it's fun to figure it out but it's fun only when you have some support you have resources you have learning at your fingertips like a school like gateway gives me that but i know that a lot of people who have taught in differences they don't have all of those resources they don't have all of those other added benefits so instead of enjoying the process of problem solving you're just sort of always stuck in it and that how many problems do i solve <laughs> So it's one full year is one and a half year of virtual schooling. Right now, what do you prefer, virtual schooling or physical schooling? Physical school. There's no competition. I miss I miss meeting people. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's virtu too much virtual things. Yeah, and just you know, like I'll I'll admit there are aspects of this that are easier. So like. Work in general is a lot easier. I don't have to travel. I can literally get up at eight thirty and be on in my class at nine o'clock. Um, you know, like you can wear pajamas and still conduct the class. So I mean, I even realized that we get a lot of emails throughout the day, and I realized that even that five minutes between class, I'm able to get through like four emails. So you know, like by the end of the day, otherwise in school I'm walking from one class to the other, and that much time also. i can't utilize and so at the end of the day i would have 100 emails in my inbox now i'm usually like when school ends within 5 10 minutes after that i'm done with emails and i'm done with school as well what i miss it i just i miss being in the classroom i i'm also the kind of person that likes to like dance and gesture and move and i draw a lot on the board and i can't do any of these things i can't draw with yeah, a on a white pen as well Oh uh, yeah, like I just—I mean, you can, but it's—it's it's not the same, and yeah, you know, like I felt like I had to sort of figure out my entire style again because everything I had was so conducive to physical school. I'm also like an arts-based therapist yeah. by training, and so like for me, using art forms, using drawing, using movement, using music was such an integral part of the classroom, and suddenly, virtually, all of it became difficult. So. 
I think I'm glad we figured it out and I'm glad I figured out a style that works for virtual school, but it's, yeah, I just, I need to have my kids back. It's also so much harder to connect, right? Like, yeah, you can't even hug. Like, it's just, yeah, it's so much harder, like a high five, a hug or whatever, a pat on the shoulder, even that's not possible. So yeah, I'm missing the yeah. human connect. So I believe uh, like last year when the government eased the restrictions and when the cases were like really low, we started school for a day, like just to get our project works online. And then everyone was facing challenges because right now you can only like right now our upper half is only working. And, but then when you actually, like if, if, if you're a teacher and you're actually going to teach, then like it's going to be really hard for you. Like just getting used to physical schooling again. Yeah, it's it's going it's, to definitely be challenging, I think. Also tiring because I went out shopping the other day and I realized I have been sitting at home all day long for the last one and a half years. So even just one day of shopping was so exhausting. Oh. It's yeah, I think we're gonna have to get used to like getting up in the morning, traveling, walking around throughout the day. All of it is just going to be a transition, but yeah, it's. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm okay with all of that if we get to see each other again. So yeah, let's see when that happens because now we have the Delta variant entering India and maximum in Maharashtra. So God knows what's going to happen. Yeah, but it will get better. I'm optimistic. It might take more time, but I'm sure yeah. it will get better. So. It's okay. It all depends on COVID because if uh, COVID as a disease. It, like, it keeps on mutating, so you never know what's going to happen. Like right now, uh, I believe it's going to mutate to the point that uh, it destroys itself and then we're COVID free. Because now you have like so many variants. So you need some Baba kind of a person, like in the distant future, if you realize, since we have so many variants, you need a Baba to come, okay, this guy has this variant. Because it'd be really hard to prove that which variant the person has because still now there have been like more than 25 plus variants and then like yeah. you have a variant which is not that transmittable then like the delta one is really powerful one so it all depends yeah. if yeah i think i'm gonna leave that to the experts i'm not the expert in biology and medicine and so i know like yeah. you also have to just trust and allow people to figure it out and that's also that kind of problem solving right so yeah yeah it but it will hopefully it will hopefully resolve itself and we hopefully yeah probably this year is similar again like everything is improving yeah. by march and i say oh my god schools are gonna open and stuff and then and we get slapped with the second wave and we're back to square one yeah we're not really back to square one though i mean come on like so many people have now been vaccinated vaccinations have begun people are getting their first dose if not their second dose even so there's definitely we're in a different place now than yeah. we were in the beginning there could have been 20 things we could have done better <laughs> but um the point is that it's not they're not totally back to ground zero you know we're still we are moving forward so as long as we continue to do that, eventually we will see the light of day Yeah, and be able to open school again. But the new variant which has just entered India, which is called the Delta Plus variant, is actually vaccine resistant. Yeah. 
so not to spark fears in people but then like everyone just has to be really really careful because the delta plus variant is very transmittable like if one person gets it your whole family has it mm-hmm. so like so that's the reason everyone should like, just go get the vaccine continue to wear a mask yeah and just be just be very careful like sanitize your hands sanitize the place around no just be like, like home think, yeah. think for yourself make appropriate decisions understand that you need to protect yourself and each other and so yeah um people take precautions we should be getting better soon yeah like if you if you're going to meet anyone just make sure you have a mask on and wear a mask properly because yeah. uh our crew has observed people wearing a mask but but like they the mask is only covering their mouth okay. so yeah just wear the mask properly we know it's hard to breathe but it's for your own safety so wear it's funny cuz here in uh, kerala the rule is you have to double mask oh so i was telling my husband i'm like listen we'll go back to mumbai and suddenly with <laughs> one single mask we'll feel like we're able to breathe so freely because we've been used to wearing two two masks and one surgical mask and one cloth mask you have to double ah. mask here and you you have to mask wear a mask even inside a vehicle even if it's just you and a family yeah. member inside a closed vehicle you still have to wear a mask they, so it's little so not to say anything to the indian government but you cannot consider our own private vehicles as your public property it's our own property so like if we are in that safety bubble i believe we should be allowed like if you are in the safety bubble like you are with your parents or let's say your family who are in that bubble you can like you can ease a little bit down on the mask because if yeah. i mean like we are in our own car it has been signed as properly so i believe we should be able to take the mask out it's a, i mean it's a lot of stuff i feel like decision making at such a large population level is incredibly difficult like you say one thing also there at least be 40% like thousands of people will be like no that doesn't make any sense or doesn't apply to me or my situation is different and yes. so i i mean i get where it's coming from at the end of the day think for yourself be safe understand the situation and for if it's not a major inconvenience i mean just follow the regulations i get that we have these exceptions like hey i'm with my family member and all but it's so difficult to then manage it at a large scale level if everybody makes a reason and says right, that yeah. so i feel like if it's not a major inconvenience just follow the regulations it makes general functioning easier and we do, we're not creating roadblocks on these smaller things like mujhe mask pehna hai nahi pehna hai and we're allowing people to use their time and energy to address bigger yes. things like hey new variant vaccination are not enough you know there are like bigger issues yeah. so maybe we also the way you can help is to not create other smaller issues and allow yeah. the like freedom to think of the bigger issues so yeah and we at fireside chat show we all have been vaccinated and most of us did not like some of us got reaction but yeah vaccines are very safe so we want everyone to register yourself in the covin app and go to your nearest vaccination place and get a vaccine absolutely and continue to wear a mask okay let's just come back to our five side chat we we got to that way but it's okay Sumesh, how did you get the opportunity to join the Gateway School of Mumbai? 
<laughs> basically just like how you apply for any other job i mean you i was applying to places all like just every other email id i could find i went online found every single school i could possibly apply to when i was sending my cv and emails left right and center um uh, gateway was the dream job like gateway as a school was one of those like this is too good i'm never going to get it kind of a thing so i would have been happy with if anybody had replied and then when i realized oh my god gateway replied it was like a wait what um and at the time they didn't have a position for a counselor open and they had the position for an assistant teacher open and i knew i wanted to work with kids i knew i wanted to work in groups i knew i wanted to have more time with them so for me it wasn't so much the role as much as it was giving me the things that i knew i wanted to do in terms of supporting and so i took it and i have never made a better decision in my life like i think it's probably one of the best decisions i ever made wow so miss you uh, you have done art art based therapies and you you a little bit from the counseling side so how did you get into subject teaching like teaching different subjects so lot bit from the counseling side um uh, i'm a clinical psychologist by training and so entirely from that therapy angle um i got into teaching because i got into gateway and then gateway oh. gave me a lot of the training so i did a lot of the training while i was working with gateway I did a lot of um we completed like a bunch of different things through gateway and then also opportunities that they had shared that i could then go get done and i think when i started doing all of that so i was already doing remedials um before but i was feeling very lost doing it i didn't think i had all of the pieces that i needed to be able to do it effectively and i knew i was already searching for that because i felt like you know it's the issues are people are holistic right people are one combined human being you are not just academic difficulties or attentional difficulties or behavioral people have things across yeah. the board and a lot of the kids i was working with i realized their needs weren't coming from just a therapy angle right some of it was coming from their academic angle some of it was coming from the therapy which i knew how to resolve but this i didn't know how to do and so when i came to gateway and i got all of that training and all of that the coursework and stuff and i realized that oh it gave me exactly the piece that i was missing it finally taught me how to work on this academic side of things so it's sort of like gateway you know like the you complete me kind of thing it just yeah. it it i finally had the pieces and so i realized that together it allowed me to sort of address all of the nuanced difficulties needs that kids that were coming to me had and it just sort of yeah it, it fit in it completed the puzzle so miss this finishes our first segment uh now we can move on to the next segment which is the tip session so to uh, to a new viewer uh, to a new viewers the gateway school of mumbai deals with special needs students or the students of special learning disabilities and they prepare these students to face the world so now let's get some tips from miss radhika on specific topics 
So, Miss, since you've worked with uh, students at Gateway and in general special needs students, do you have any specific advice for them? Um, I think just advocate for yourself, you know, like if, if you know you have a need, you know you have something that you want to get done, advocate for it. Because I think what tends to happen quite a bit is that that agency gets taken away, um, not intentionally from very well-meaning adults who are trying to help. Um, and initially, that's what's needed initially, especially with very young kids. You obviously have to have that adult sort of supporting them in making decisions and figuring things out because they are struggling with that. But I think as they grow older or just as, as they have their own voice, use it. You know, use your voice, advocate for your needs, advocate for yourself, whether it's with the people who are helping you or if it's just outside in the community. Um, you just have to have a lot of courage and you have to keep advocating for yourself. And I also believe that you should like uh, you should be fine with who you are and you shouldn't like you should try to change yourself, but don't ever forget who you are. Yeah, I think the, the truth is that neuro we, we often refer to it as you know special needs and then neurotypical, which implies that their brain is the typical brain. So the normal, so to speak, is neurotypical. And for people who are listening, I held up quotes for normal because I think that also is a very loaded word. But we were talking just the other day, I was talking to somebody about how neurodiversity is the norm, right? The actual yeah. normal is that we are all different. And so to think of like, hey, this is normal and then this is the not so normal. Everybody is a little not normal. Everybody is neurodiverse. And yeah. so I think we've sort of got to move away from that very here's something wrong with you and we have to fix it so just this is the person that you are you have certain needs you have certain strengths just like every single other person on the planet what your needs are may differ from other people but again everybody's differs like yeah. even if you are so quote-unquote normal your needs and your strengths are going to differ from another person who's quote-unquote normal so it doesn't matter everybody differs and so therefore everybody is just it's like that saying of you are unique, just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but that's the truth, right? You know, diversity is the norm. And so, yeah, you just have to sort of accept yourself regardless of whether you have disability or not. So, Miss, you have any advice or tips for the parents who work so hard with the students and kids? just to face the world see now every time you ask me these advice questions i feel like listen i'm 18 years old in my head so i don't know if i should be giving out advice at all uh, i think uh, i don't know it's it's in it's incredibly hard what the parents do i think the whole journey of every parent is very unique and um, definitely like has its own ups and downs um, i think just the idea that use the community like you know, as it is, we say it takes a village to raise a child. Um, yeah. When you have a child who has special needs, rely on the village. Don't be afraid to do that. I feel like as societies, we've become smaller families. You know, we've gone from joint families mm -hmm. to nuclear families, we've become more individualistic, cultured. And so I feel like we tend to hesitate to reach out to the community for support. And I think there is a 
community present. Like at Gateway also, we often refer to the parents, the ex-teachers and ex-students, the students and teachers then and there, every, everybody, they're all a part of a Gateway community. And sort of relying on each other should be the norm. Look at people in your community as partners, turn to them for support, lean on each other, support each other. And I think, and all your therapists, everybody is out at the, at the end of the day, the child is at the center. So everybody is out for the same thing. Everybody has the same objective. And so I think it's about reaching out and asking for help. Yeah. And the gateway does most of that with yeah. and different students. So uh, would you like to tell our viewers uh, what are art-based therapies, like the profession you have uh, so studied and practiced in? So there are many different kinds of therapies. Arts-based therapy is one kind of therapy. Um, it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite kinds of therapy. So, you know, as a therapist, you tend to have a therapy you are more drawn towards. And obviously you have to make decisions about what form of therapy to use based on the needs that your client is presenting. But um, ABT, the short form fast-based therapy, is one of my favorites. Uh, it's extremely grounded in a lot of research. It's it's grounded in a lot of um, Indian mind traditions. So arts-based therapy in India would do things like using flowers and making rangolis. And, you know, like you might do a lot of stuff that's also very culturally relevant to this thing. It doesn't have to be sitting and listening to Beethoven and Mozart. Like it's it's very culturally attuned um, and it's just a lot of fun. If you're getting like a dancing, you're moving, you're doing theater, you're um, playing music, you don't have to be good at it to do it. You can be absolutely bad at it and still uh, benefit from the therapeutic value. It's not the same as simply doing lots of art and music. Um, there is a science involved in how you apply the practice in order to then achieve a therapeutic goal so you do still need a therapist to help you do that i mean i think everyone who's ever like listened to music and sat around and enjoyed that or has danced with a friend or has painted something knows that there is inherent therapeutic value in all of these arts anyway like we all know that we makes us feel better so there's value in it doing it with a therapist it just it's it transforms it it's sort of it's we're taking the value that it inherently brings and attaching it to a very specific goal that you're trying to achieve for yourself um and it's it's just a lot of fun so if anybody is like if, if you're a therapist out there if you're a psychologist this is one of those therapies you should try and get specialization in if you're a client then this is something if you're if your therapist knows how to do you should ask them to like use art space therapies because it's, it's it's just it's beautiful i love it far more than a lot of talking therapies and my best the best thing i like about it is that when I when I completed my master's, a lot of therapies are talking therapies, and you need some amount of conversation and insight. And then you realize, wait, half my kids can't speak yet, or they aren't able to express themselves. What am I supposed to do with them? I can't sit on a couch and ask them, oh, how are you feeling today? You know, like it just doesn't work. And so I realized that, like for kids, especially if you're working with this population you want play therapy, art therapy, these sorts of things in your toolkit because you will have to use them. That's the thing that connects with them the best. So yeah, yeah. I can talk on and on about art-based therapy. It's my favorite form of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I spent the whole then, day talking about it. 
Like, I believe art-based therapies are also helpful, especially for students and kids, because the art, like art, is something which every student loves. Like it, any form of like art is like it is a vast topic. But then, one of like the child or the student will love any one of them at least. So yeah, it will benefit them. And usually, that's the aim. Also, to start with what you already love. So if you absolutely hate drawing and painting, the therapist is not going to force you to do drawing and painting. Like that's not what I'd say. But if you enjoy, like even just beating a djembe or you know playing with like singing songs or um, doing theater games and movement and stuff like that, it's just so much. Like that's why it's also arts-based therapies. It's multiple art forms. and you're picking and choosing combining them um sort of its permutations and combinations of various art forms to attain a therapeutic goal so there's always a lot of flexibility within the form in order to sort of support what connects with you this reminds me of summer school like in summer school we explored a lot of art based therapies with you so yeah. we we did similar things like we did a lot of arts like we did art and craft we had drama we had i think we had zumba as well we did loads of things i just distinguish that from therapy only because it's the same tool but the goal is different right when you're doing it in summer school you're exploring the medium just for enjoyment sake yeah. and so your goal is different in a therapeutic situation i'll use the same tool but the goal is now very defined for a particular therapeutic goal um and so that's the biggest difference and obviously then the person using it has to know how to use this now for therapeutic like i can't just come in and pass the ball around and play with it that's not going to reach my therapeutic yeah but you can come in and toss the ball around and play with it and have a lot of fun doing it and have kids loosen up and still going to like be fantastic in a drama class um but what but in a therapeutic situation it won't just work just because you do it so you also have to know how to sort of combine a goal with it but yeah it's It's two different. Super. So now it's time for a rapid, rapid fire round. I believe it's, it's rapid. Rapid fire yeah. round. <laughs> round rapid. Yes. Got it. Rapid. So, uh, just to like just basic information on a rapid fire round, we're gonna ask you a list of questions, and you have very limited. Time to answer them. Like it, it can also be like in a snap. But your basic time limit is five seconds, five to ten seconds. And uh, if you want, you can be brief, or uh, we can still talk it out as well. Okay, got it. So let's start with the first question. Are you a morning or a night person? Both. You have to choose one. Both. I love the night, and I also love early morning. I'd basically not sleep if I could. If I could afford not to sleep, but. So most of us were night person in this, like the whole podcast team, and the video team. We were night people. Now we're transitioning to morning morning people. So, so I was a morning person because I always I love early morning. But then I married my husband, who's a night person, and I realized, oh, the night is beautiful as well. So now I've become a both person. Like majority of us used to be night. Like this is not what night people usually do. But if you realize, majority people, specifically in Indian areas, 
not to discriminate but majority pe- people around the night time everyone is sleeping and if you realize there's something called the internet and people <laughs> need sleep so usually when uh, like usually people usually work in the night is if you need very fast connectivity and so there's not a lot of internet traffic people will if they have yeah, to do something important most people i know became night people on the advent of the internet when they realized speed is better in the middle of the <laughs> night so yeah definitely that has a role to play in it fii for the people who are listening to this podcast if you're a morning person and if you want to become a night person just become a night person but don't do not only become a night person if you want this speed because like in the early morning you get up you'll have the similar speeds only around the afternoon bit you have a lot of people like you have a lot of people using the internet so the speed becomes slow but morning early morning and night similar you stuff so just don't switch to a night person after listening to this so is what is your favorite summer activity swimming and swimming this swimming i love being in the water and i've missed that also so much with covid yeah. but yeah swimming so uh, our colony what they did was we have a pool so they decided oh covid so they decided to start painting because like you have a limited amount of workspace and then they started redeveloping our whole swimming pool so even even though the when the restrictions were eased they could not open the pool because they were constructing in the it. middle of constructing it oh yeah. my god like and so and then after that we again had the second wave and stuff so the pool literally did not open and i am not allowed to go and because of the government rules and because of your own personal safety yeah. yeah i mean the government rules are there because of the personal safety angle so yeah <laughs> but yeah i miss swimming so much yeah i feel like if i had a previous life i would have probably been a fish or something or a dolphin but i just oh, i love being in the water so miss one and a half year of virtual schooling how many tv shows and movies have you watched so far this year like starting at 2021 that is impossible to tell like it's just impossible to count i think i've so many oh my god i'm a huge tv and movie buff so i think i've spent a lot of my free time watching i rewatched the entire marvel movies um saw some really good tv shows like i've caught up on rewatched some of like i don't know if you heard of the oc it was a show in the 2000s and like a bunch of old shows that i now sat and rewatched as an adult um a lot of really good new ones that have been coming out i think i can't even keep up i feel like i watched so much and i still can't keep up because yeah. now i turn to like my friends my brother my husband and they're like wait have you not seen this show and i'm like how have you all watched so many more than me and just to clarify on how some people watch so many things is so what we believe is in this uh in this team is right sometimes if if you look at something like grace and tommy law and order they have like graces on uh, 17 season and the law and order se was done by like 21 season so if you look into it some seasons are so boring so some of us watch it watch the snippets on youtube and switch to the next season because there's no point of like watching that boring season 
So that's what some people do, and that's the reason they're able to like watch so many things. That is just that doesn't count as in watching it. Like I'm but very like after watching but, it, to watch the whole thing. No, but but you should agree that some seasons are super boring. Like I like for example, me if I I have stopped watching some series because that particular season was so boring. So now we're like just skip it if it's boring. And like, just get another story ahead because there's no point of watching something like if they've made like if it's so su- it's super boring. Like series, it, the whole thing is nice, but if you want us to sit through twenty one seasons and watch twenty one seasons, we cannot do it. Like we we'll watch nice things, like a few nice episodes from those twenty one seasons. We cannot watch all of them. Like no one has so much time. That's true. No one does, but it does still doesn't count as having watched it if you skip seasons. Is what I'm saying. You can skip seasons, but then you can't say you watch the whole show. So, but... also like, what if like two episodes were boring and then it got better? Like, what if it was the best season ever? It was building up. So that's the reason you watch snippets. That's the reason you watch snippets, na? Like, is if if you if you find the snippets interesting, then you. Particularly, it's not it's not time investment and analysis. It might be easier to just sit and watch the show itself. Yeah, but like I usually watch shows along with my friends. Okay. So that's the reason. If like oh, if someone is already watched it, like this part is boring, so you just skip it out because okay. it that no one has so much time. So miss. If you had access to a time machine, where and when would you go? I I don't think I have an answer to this question. The only thing I could think about that I'm genuinely very fascinated by that I would want to know about is the Big Bang itself. So I feel like I want to go back to the Big Bang and see it. Also, because I there's like yeah, I'm just I'm fascinated by the universe and astronomy. Well, this mess up saying astrology, which is not at all what I'm fascinated by. Um, so yeah, so like maybe the Big Bang. Big I'm not happy. I'm okay living the timeline as it's going. I don't want to go all back right. into the past. I don't want to go into the future. I'm I'm happy being where I am. Miss, use one word to describe your computer ability. Oh, one word is very hard. Trial and error was the phrase. <laughs> like my computer ability is trial and error. <laughs> It's figuring things out as you go along. Like this year, especially everyone's computer ability has improved. Yeah. I believe because you 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 stuck with your own laptop, and then your laptop is your universe right now. I believe because everything happens, and your laptop is like a, a facilitator as well. And, yeah. It's everything, yeah. Just you, you should have internet with you. Because I re- I remember we were supposed to have one of our showcases, or we were, we were supposed to have a live event, and that that day Mumbai's power grid gave up. Like oh. suddenly, for twelve hours, no electricity. Yeah, I know. It was. And people just went nuts. And to be yeah. fair, the one technology I missed the most was the fan, because it was so hot that day. It was so hot. 
we didn't have electricity till like yeah. late into the night like 11:30 12 it came back and it was just so exhausting we were like lying and trying to cling to the floor and get cold <laughs> off the floor um yeah every and just saving power on our phones so yeah like i had my battery on like 5% as i'll charge it and then put it for charge and then the electricity went off so oh god but i was fine like the thing is we live on the 11th floor and some people also live on the like uh, we have a big building so we have a tall building mm. so usually like in some places around mumbai they have elevators but they don't have a power backup so so like i remember like some people had like some person won't just wanted to get a parcel or something so the person had to climb up to 15th floor to down and like so it, when i when i first moved into mumbai uh, which was in like 98 my yeah. dad had got a flat allotted from his company but the building was not ready yet but we had to come to mumbai anyway because the academic year had started and so we and a flat that we got was on the 12th floor and the lifts <sighs> were not built yet Wow. So every day it was 12 floors up and down and we had to go to school every day so we had to get out of the house every single day to go like you would think 10 times before you left the house like yeah. whether you have your bottle of water you have your money you have your tiffin you everything you got to have with you because there's no coming back up running back home and getting it so yeah we spent about 3 months climbing up and down and after that when the lift arrived it was like <gasps> Oh my God! There's an elevator. So, yeah. But then now you have COVID, so people usually like like our colony has like three elevators. So usually, sometimes it's really packed. So people prefer walking down the stairs, and because they can get those breeze and things, and then yeah. they refrain from from using the elevator. Yeah. Like. Yeah, because right now it is like like uh, uh, during the second wave, our building was declared a contaminant zone because we had like a lot of cases. So around that time, like everyone was just using the stairs because everyone was like, "Oh, it's the elevator. It might be spreading from the elevator. It might be this. It might be that." So works out well. Everyone gets more exercise in. Yeah, like right now it's really tough because everything you. Everyone seeing each other virtually. When like there'll be an obesity crisis or something. When <laughs> yeah. When when everything actually starts. So I know. Miss, what new technology will transform the future according to you? This is insane. This is absolutely impossible to answer. Like I I don't know. I feel like like the best thing about technology is that. It's always changing there's always somebody who's thinking up one more thing you can add a different thing you can change i imagine it won't actually be technology itself it will be that person who's constantly like evolving it and i don't Elon know like it's, it's yeah maybe <laughs> the rate at which he's going but yeah like i feel like the whole beauty of tech is that it's constant because what is tech right tech is just they applying science in a different way to make our lives easier and it's yes. just there's no way that we're going to stop doing that 
So I imagine that there's no way to predict what's going to transform the future because it's going to keep transforming it. Like when the computer came around, everyone was like, oh my God. And then the internet came around and everyone was like, oh my God. So, you know, and, and every stage of evolution, we've had that. Like when the radio was invented, when television came about, when a camera could capture pictures. I mean, every stage of technological yeah. advancement has felt like it has transformed the world until another thing comes around. So I think it's just, just no way I can even predict. And I feel like now with edtech, like educational technology, I, I get exposed to so much of it that I'm just like, my brain can't process it fast enough. Yeah. So every time now I deliver like workshops and stuff, I'm like, as of where we are right now, here are some tools you can use in your classroom. But tomorrow things will totally change and I yeah. genuinely think they will. So, yeah. Like this happened last year. So we were like... I got, so like some of us got really bored with the technology we were using at that time. Like I think we were using Kedek and Airport mm-hmm. along with Zoom. And then it was like too much work. So you would need some another, another device. You have to put down code and stuff. So then, uh, then we started exploring some new platforms like Sutori. Mm-hmm. I think you know about Sutori, right? The... I've heard about it. I've not used it. Like we, we have used it for some chapters. It's like very structured website kind of format. And then mm. we sound like in between we shifted to Sotori because everyone was like, no, we don't want to do Pear Tech because it was like using two devices. You're using one device for Zoom, you had one device for Pear Tech. And mm. then Pear Tech was fun, but it was too much work for people. Sotori is the one, S U T O R I, right? Yeah, Sotori. Now, now, see, there's another one that I've lost and explore. Yeah, like. It, that tech should keep on evolving because people sometimes are like, yeah. just, no, like no we don't want to use the software at all like and not just uh, in education technology right technology across the board is going yeah. to keep evolving for example blackberry was the thing then iphone came the no and, and then nokia and then blackberry nokia and now both are like obsolete so miss what fashion trend do you just not get like no. I don't think I get any fashion trend. Anything that's not comfortable. I don't understand why people wear things that are not comfortable. Like comfort should be the most important thing when you're picking your clothes. So I don't understand any fashion trend that's uncomfortable. Do you have some views on ripped jeans? Yeah, I don't I wouldn't wear them. I don't care much for them. Things, they also seem unnecessarily expensive. I think that's the other thing. I don't understand the costs and the prices. I'm just like, I remember going into a shop once and we saw like this top and I was like, you know, like one top was like 800 bucks and then the exact same thing. I kid you not, the exact same design. And mind you, this is like one of those spaghetti tops. It's literally just one piece of cloth and two handles. That's it. The exact same thing on the opposite wall was 3,500. And I remember turning to the lady and I'm like, wait, why is it different? Like, this is, it's the exact same thing. And she's like, no, 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 this one is designed by so-and-so fashion designer. And I'm like, but that's the design. Like, I don't get the (laughs) price difference. Why is it so expensive? So yeah, I just, I cannot get one. I've also... Like, I'm probably the most useless in that regard. Like, I've had my jeans stitched since I was in ninth standard. 
so just oh. i love the fit of like something that's been tailored for you and you can have exactly how many pockets you want in it and you can have the material of your choice and the color of your choice i just like why would anyone buy ready made jeans they always have like something that doesn't fit properly yeah. somewhere so so yeah and it is so expensive and stitching them was actually cheaper because branded jeans are so expensive so yeah i don't care about ripped jeans i don't care about how much like all the expensive branded stuff i just care about comfort like and quality, usually like quality and comfort usually these companies just to get the pricing point of view so i i remember there was uh, like i don't take any of the brand but a few years back i wanted to buy the jeans okay so i checked the price of the jeans before the sale came okay so i it was around 1000 and then the sale comes okay they're offering me the exact same jeans for 1000 rupees and now they changed the before price to 2000 and i'm like okay we giving a 50% off Like yeah. Exact same. Now we took serial numbers. This is when we went in depth, okay. And then, uh, and then after that, like we just lost trust on the brand. Yeah. Ripping people mm-hmm. off. Agreed. Totally. So, Miss, what is your least favorite beverage? Juice. What juices? I don't like juice. <laughs> I don't like sweet juices. I can take milkshake, but not juice. So something like a sour juice, okay. Like yeah, nimbu pani is maybe the only one that's fine because it's salty and sweet. But all all your like your fruit juices that come in tetra packs and like those kind like syrups like pulp that you then concentrate you add water, hate all. The hate. So, how about I fresh even, juice? Fresh juice is tolerable. But then I'm just like, why are you juicing it? Just have the fruit. Like it's tastier if you just eat the fruit than you juice it. But some like something sometimes the fruit is no like sometimes we just don't want the fruit. Like oh, I want to sip on something. So cheers. Fine, but I'm not fond of it. So you can do it. There are people love it. My husband loves juices, but I'm not fond of it. It's like candy. They're always too sweet. That's the best. It's it's just it's like going to the dentist and dentist you like well, just have the fruit and like how a fruit is more healthy for you. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it from the health angle at all. I just feel like it's why why am I putting in the effort of juicing something when I can just eat it? I'm I'm yeah. coming more from the lazy angle <laughs> than the health angle. Yes, you could go anywhere. But where would you go if you were invisible? I don't think. Like, see, if I was, if I could go in, like, I'd travel the world. Maybe. I mean, I want to travel the world, and I want to see the rest of the world. I don't need to be invisible to do that. So, no, I mean, what I, if, if you were invisible? But if I was, like, if it's specifically for the purpose of invisibility, then I think I just sit at home. But. Why, like you can you can go like like for example, if you're not allowed in some places, like if you're invisible, go to Area Fifty One, go on top of places where you're not allowed to. I'm okay. This that I. There's first of all in my life there aren't too many places I'm not allowed to go that I really want to go to. Like maybe when I was younger, I would have wanted to go to places that adults could go and kids couldn't go. But now I'm like a thirty-year-old adult. There's no place that they don't allow me to enter. 
and so i'm like that that fascination is not there i think i just want to sit at home and if i'm invisible nobody will bother me so like, no one will to come and ask me to do something move do whatever there's no work i just want to be able to sit at home invisible and no one will bother me very happy like my instagram handle is homebody like it actually says rc the homebody i love sitting at home and being by myself and being alone very happy in that format like i love being with people but i'm also i like like love being by myself and i don't get enough of that so yes so now we are coming to one of our last questions so you have a lot of companies which give you aerating something like red bull monster rich energy so which will be your dream like which one do you like the most because my first question is are any of these your sponsors ah <laughs> uh, no we we okay. we uh, so if you realize these are unhealthy like they they're healthy if you're like doing a lot of sports activities but if you're generally having like this they will make you fat so they're not that healthy as well so my my it, simple answer was red bull or monster none of them thank you very much they also don't taste that good like I even know. if it's unhealthy if it tasted delicious i would have still been like lays is unhealthy but it tastes so good so i'm never going to stop having lays but red bull and monster don't taste that like they're not that nice like red bull tries to promote what do you say motor sports is one and they're also like a little party so if if you look at red bull sponsorship angle they usually sponsor college students because college students host like a lot of parties and they're like oh use red bull whereas monster is like sports 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 and some other places as well interesting so ios or windows or android windows android like windows android is the same family windows android not apple but why not apple it's too restrictive it's yeah. i know it's amazing and it's really really good it's also it also like i keep joking about how i still have my kidney and therefore i don't own apple products so the only way i would have an apple product is if i sold my kidney like that's how expensive they are um yeah But, but yeah i mean i get it it's very good quality but i think one of the biggest things i've realized with technology is to sort of not um you don't have like you're not married to a brand or loyalty so it gives you more flexibility in terms of what tech you use but people, i like the flexibility like of android and windows like for example apple uh, like this is in general not with only with apple for example so this podcast is being recorded in india so mm-hmm. if any if i want a product mm-hmm. in india it's going to be like really expensive for example i wanted a laptop mm-hmm. okay in us it's about 1800 in india the exact same thing is about 3500 like the price so yeah that's true like i went to the us and my colleague bought a laptop from there and airpods so obviously like yes there it's cheaper there and also apple has some amazing apple for education stuff that they do in the us yeah. it's so good and i i wish i had access to all that but i think i like the flexibility of windows maybe if i switch over to apple one day and i do it and i 
maybe I'll end up loving it. But as of now, I'm very happy. If anyone from Apple is listening to this, please get some educational offers to India as well. Yeah, so that would be amazing. Yeah. I I will switch over to Apple if you get us educational access and offers. If you get educational offers, everyone in this podcast will switch to Apple. Yeah. But if only those offers are there, because in India, anyways, you're buying it for like eighty to ninety percent. the price you are giving in other places so just give yeah, us some discount like, on that i feel like apple is one company right whereas android and uh, windows is massive windows i'm not counting saying android in general yeah. like you look at it in terms of phones and apps it's so much more massive there's so much more flexibility so i feel like uh, there's just yeah the, like I, and i hate the fact like i have a news thing that i subscribe to and i've i've like selected tech in that and the only news i get is apple news and i'm like apple is not the only tech company people there is other technology that's being developed that's not yeah, under the apple brand apple is apple like usually if you look like just open uh, this is not a discriminate against any brand but Uh, if you compare apple with any other brand apple doesn't every day spam people with like thousands of things like apple on the any of the apple accounts when they launching a product that's when they like start posting things on their accounts but if you look at some other companies like some android based companies mm-hmm. they every day every every Uh, okay, so this company is India. This company is US. This company is UK. Like every country, they'll have like forty things they're posting. Yeah. So that's the reason when Apple is saying something, the world listens to them because they only do it when they're launching some new things. Whereas mm-hmm. other companies, it's on. So you don't know what's important. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I booked an airline ticket, I cancelled it. Okay. And I'm trying to find that cancellation email. and then i just like i usually don't check most of i check my mails but not those many spam ones and i just type the airline's name and oh my god i have like from from like may to june i have like about a hundred emails from the company okay this is like the 29th of may and it is 27th of june so i have about 100 In one month, that means my God. Yeah. So yeah, that's for example, this in uh, this is for newspapers as well. Okay. So we we are we are okay to pay for uh, like reading the news online because of course because of the pandemic, a lot of people not buying newspapers. So we're okay to support them. But what everyone is not okay is with the companies spamming your email boxes because. uh like you need uh, so usually if i unsubscribe mm-hmm. now i will i'll be getting no mail from a company so i won't be you won't be sending me anything which is important also like for example a friend of mine unsubscribe from mail now like this is an airline like i don't want to take the airline name so this dude unsubscribe now this dude is not able to find his like the tickets he's booked and stuff oh, as well sure. because he is un- yeah. because he's unsubscribed to the mail yeah. so like branch no, should do I- something 
companies allow you to choose what you want to subscribe to and what like they, they have a bunch of different categories with the yeah. kinds of emails that they send out and in fact some companies even go a step further they even tell you like okay promotional offers we'll send approximately one email a month you know um general newsletter we send approximately three emails a month like they'll even tell you that which i really appreciate and then you can select like and certain account yeah. based information you'll always get like you can't you'll definitely get an email for that so i like that when companies do that and makes it because i also like i know a few of our teachers and i like we subscribe to a lot of education tech softwares and every day my inbox is filled with like a email from that um, but now i've kind of unsubscribed to aspects of it that i feel like are not really worth it and then which is really nice so so many of them have started doing that everything is evolving so let's hope yeah emails as well like email should also evolve yeah like like the companies just tell us what's important and put as much information as you can put in one email and just do not spam because like for example if there's if some people are working they'll get fed up of the company and they might eventually stop buying your products so yeah. that's reason just don't spam yeah okay miss so this uh this ends our podcast over here like this ends our episode over here <laughs> so thank you for your time miss i'm so happy to be here it was fun to chat um and we covered a lot of different kinds yeah. of things i didn't think we talk about so much but it's been fun and hope you're all staying safe taking care of yourselves and i'll see you whenever i see you next <laughs> and yes do remember to wear a mask and stay home stay safe hey guys make sure you like share and follow this podcast if you liked it